Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Focused on Forward. Today we have the pleasure of talking with Tal Slotnitsky uh, about things that he's had to overcome in his life. And that's what we do here on Focused on Forward. We talk about challenges, things that have impacted us, whether it's our mental health, our emotional health, uh, our relationships, things along those lines. And so, so Tal is going to talk to us today about things that he's had to overcome, challenges that have been placed at his feet and things that he's had to work around. But we're also going to be figure out how he became focused on forward, not only in his personal life, but also in his business life, uh, as he has been described as a serial entrepreneur. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well and how these things affect his business life as well. So Tal, very excited to have you on the show today. Thank you uh, for joining us here on Focused on Forward. Tim, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks so much for having me on. Excellent. Well, if you're comfortable, please share your story with us. Yeah, so my, my story is, uh, is an interesting story of, uh, of, uh, of a kid that, that uh, was born uh, in, in, in a land far away uh, in Israel, uh, which in the 1970s was a bit of a backwater. Um, in, in my early years, I, I was fortunate enough to uh, become a professional singer and, uh, and a regular on the Israeli Sesame Street. Uh, and at the time, there was a single television channel in Israel. So basically, between the ages of six and 12, uh, I was a, a regular on screens uh, in Israel um, for the generation of children that uh, I, I was a part of. And uh, it, it created opportunities for me. But again, it was a very small country. Uh, and those opportunities wouldn't have necessarily led to any kind of a life of, 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 of a professional entertainer. Uh, but regardless of what it would, could have led to, my parents made the decision in 1986 when I was 12 years old uh, to move to the United States. Uh, at the time, my father was 40. My mother was 39. Uh, it was more or less uh, now or never uh, based on their ages. I had two older brothers, uh, both of whom were uh, still serving the Israeli military at the time. And so in 1986, I found myself um, essentially an only child, uh, practically speaking, in the United States with my parents. Uh, we came here on a tourist visa, which we promptly overstayed. Uh, my father was a construction engineer, had to work construction uh, in order to uh, make, make ends meet. Uh, my mother, who uh, has a PhD in education, was working as a teacher's aide uh, at a school, which eventually did sponsor her. And over the next few years, uh, we, we received our, our documentation. My mother actually won uh, the green card lottery, uh, which sped things along. So she was being sponsored by her school. And uh, before we even needed, uh, before that came to be, we actually received the green card uh, from the green card lottery. And so, um, you know, my experience moving from Israel where I was famous and popular to the United States where I didn't speak the language, my parents really struggled. 
um, and I myself uh, had a difficult time finding my own footing, was very, very challenging and, 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 and carried with me for, well, it's carried me ever since uh, in many ways. Uh, for a long time, I, uh, I, I, I struggled with being bullied uh, my first year in school, especially. Um, I, I had a funny name, Tal, which uh, most Americans mispronounced as Tall, and I was very short, and so that was, uh, you know, that was a butt of jokes. Uh, I, I also, of course, uh, you know, did not quite have the fashion sense of uh, kids in the United States. I, I came here in 1986, which is on the tail end of the Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson um, uh, being a very popular entertainer with the generation that I was a part of. And yet I, I didn't know that. And so I wore some clothing to school that, uh, that I, I remember wearing one of those red leather jackets with the chains. If you remember what those look like from, uh, from, oh, yeah. from the preview for bad. Well, it was, oh. uh, it was bad. I would say that bad describes it well, uh, not quite in the sense <laughs> that Michael meant it. Uh, but you know, it, it was, it was very, very tough. And in my, you know, my first year here, I, I really struggled, um, you know, emotionally, psychologically, and, uh, and, and carried that forward with me for, for years uh, after that. Um, yeah, let, me ask you, let me ask you a quick question. Now, when I was 12 years old, and I'm trying to, to relate to this you know, in, in a way that, that, that I, is in a, in a form that I can see it. So when I was 12 years old, we, we shifted schools. We went from a, a city school out to the country and you know, went, you know, new county, new city, new school district. I, I, you know, I used to walk to school every day in the city and I was, I was riding a bus for 40 minutes every day to and from school. And, and so for me, it was, it was, it was a complete culture shock. At least that's what I felt it was. Now, clearly coming from another country, you know, you have a new country, new city, new school, new set of, you know, trying to find a new set of friends. You, you kind of alluded to it that it was difficult, uh, you know, in a couple different ways, but what what really was the culture shock like for you going from one to the other? It's unimaginable. I mean, you know, uh, I, I think that um, it's one thing, I think, to move from one, uh, you know, from city to, to, to country or, or um, a, to, to a setting within one country. When you're moving from another country and when you don't have even the basic language skills, so that you're able to right. uh, communicate in in a way that uh, you, it, it's tough enough being 12, 13, 14 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, you feel awkward. You feel out of place. Uh, your parents embarrass you. It's it's substantially more so when you don't feel comfortable with the language. Mm -hmm. uh, when your parents' language skills are, uh, you know, in the case of my mother, embarrassingly bad back then. She speaks wonderfully now, but back then. English was very poor, uh, and both my parents had a heavy accent, uh, and all of us were dressed funny, right, by the standards of, of, of my peers in the community, so um, it, it, was, it was a major culture shock, and, uh, uh, I, you know, I, I, I have a greater appreciation now for anyone that goes through uh, any substantial shift in um, environment, so, you know, uh, for a lot of people, it's uh, oftentimes, or for kids, it's oftentimes when they go to college, they may be in a certain environment at home, and then at some point they, they maybe uh, go to college someplace else and they experience uh, new realities and new friends and new circumstances in a broader, uh, the, the broader community. 
I experienced it um, head on at the age of 12 and I wasn't prepared for it. Uh, I wasn't prepared for it because I came from uh, an environment where I was famous and popular into an environment where I wasn't famous. I wasn't popular. I didn't speak the language and my name was funny. Um, yeah. and, and I would say that those things combined uh, really served to uh, put me on my heels. Yeah, I bet. So, you know, in, in, for in my instance, you know, I look at it and, and I held resentment to my parents for moving me out to the country away from my friends and all these other things. Did you experience a similar feeling because now you're, you were literally a fish out of water where you were at? Did you have resentment towards your parents? And, and did that affect your relationship moving forward? It did. And, and, uh, and, and I carried it with me for a long, long time. It took, it took, it took years into my adulthood to be able to make my peace with, with, uh, with some of what my parents got wrong and to recognize that they got it wrong not out of malice, but out of lack of knowledge. And because it was a different time in different time to, uh, to raise a family. Right. I think sure. of my own children. I've got three children. My, my oldest is 27 and she's in the U S Navy. And I have a 24 year old about to graduate as a registered nurse actually next week. And a son who's 19. And when my son was, uh, in eighth grade, we moved from Florida, from Tampa Bay, Florida to, to Maryland, where we had originally been from and uh, had moved back to the area. And, uh, and I was very, very mindful of his experience, even moving from, you know, within the same country. Uh, and, and yet I still didn't get it right, right? I, you know, we, we, we missed some signs that he was struggling. Uh, so I, 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 I have a lot more empathy and forgiveness for my parents now. I mean, at the time, sure. They, could they have done things differently? Sure. Could they have maybe sought some advice from parents of other children that uh, including within the community of, of Israeli ex, expat, expats that they could have tapped into and gotten some guidance. Sure, they could have done things better. Uh, and and uh, for a long, long time, I, uh, I had a very, very difficult time not being very angry about it. Uh, it within the first year of being here, I'd asked my parents to, to essentially go back home or go back to Israel, which they chose not to do. Um, and of course, in hindsight, I mean, you know, look at, look at, as they say, look at me now, right? I mean, 32 years later, I've, I've, I, I, I've been very successful and I, I love this country and I've raised my family and this is home. Uh, but, but there was no question that my relationship with my parents, uh, suffered dramatically from, uh, from the impact of me having been moved here at such a, at such a, a seminal age, right? 12 is a really critical age. Um, and, um, it, it, it was, it was, it was and remains as I look back at that time in my life, a, 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 a period of pain uh, and, and suffering and regret uh, yeah. for, for both of us, them and me. Yeah, that's a very tough age for sure. Okay. Well, now that I, I've kind of de detoured you and derailed your, your story here a little bit, let, let's get back into no, it. That's quite all right. I mean, you know, the, the good news is, uh, you know, kids are resilient. And, you know, I, I was very fortunate to, to uh, have a, a lovely English as a second language teacher, Mrs. Edwina Nunez, who really took me under her wing and ensured that by the end of that first year in the United States, my English was good uh, and getting better. Um, and uh, I... Uh, also began to play uh, American sports. I was a soccer player coming from Israel uh, and I was quite good in soccer and I continued to play soccer, but I picked up baseball and it turned out I had quite a talent for it. Uh, so by the time I finished high school, um, I, my senior year of high school, I was, uh, I was team MVP 
and uh, and did very well. And I ended up actually playing a couple of years of semi-pro baseball uh, while I was going to college. But the long story short, I adjusted, uh, went to college at the University of Maryland and uh, and played baseball. And very, very soon after that, I think some of the residual impact of uh, my experience essentially being here without my family, without my brothers, um, uh, until a later point, my brothers by then had arrived. Uh, by the time they arrived, they had, they came with, with, with girlfriends or started families very quickly after that. And I had a sense of wanting to do the same, even though I was, you know, I was six, seven, six and seven years younger than they were. And so by the time I was 20 years old, I, uh, I found myself with a family. Uh, I, I, I met and ended up ultimately marrying, uh, a woman who was six years older than I was. Uh, she had already come with a, a son from her first marriage. Um, we um, ended up having a daughter um, and then another. And, uh, and we were married for, we were together for a period of seven years, married for a period of four. And unfortunately, she also had uh, a variety of issues. She had substance abuse issues and, uh, um, and unfortunately they got the better of her. And so when my daughters were five and two and I was 27, she uh, left us. Um, and so suddenly I found myself a single dad of two little girls. And unfortunately, my, my stepson, uh, I could not keep him. He, he, his father uh, took custody of him and he's now in his 30s and we have a great relationship. But uh, at the time, it was a, a big loss and a very a difficult time. But I was able to keep my, my two daughters and I had full physical and legal custody of them. And, and, and I was a single father for a couple of years. I then met my, uh, my wife of, of 20 years, a marriage that ended uh, uh, in, in 2021. Uh, and together we raised our daughters uh, and, and a son that we had together. And, uh, and that relationship uh, suffered from some of the impact of, uh, of the choices I'd made or the experiences of my, uh, that, that I found myself in and the choices I'd made. So one impact was having suffered uh, from, uh, uh, bullying and, and other forms of, uh, you know, uh, of, of feeling excluded. Um, I, I had a chip on my shoulder and, and, uh, and, and I, I, I found it difficult to, uh, to be fully vulnerable and, uh, and, and transparent about my feelings. Uh, I was also influenced by my mother who, you know, with good intentions, placed a lot of pressure on my new wife to step up and essentially be the mom that my daughters, unfortunately for them, uh, didn't have with, with the birth mother, uh, their birth mother not being in their lives. Uh, and uh, to her enormous credit, uh, you know, Maria, my, uh, my, my ex-wife, wife of 20 years, uh, she, she made a valiant effort to, to be the, the mother that she felt they needed to have. Unfortunately, I didn't necessarily see eye to eye with her in terms of, well, what type of a mother did they need to have, right? So some of that uh, resulted in us um, uh, not getting along as well as perhaps we could have because I, in my mind, uh, you know, my daughter needed a certain kind of parenting, which was a little bit more gentle, a little bit more loving, and she felt that they needed discipline. And ultimately, they needed both. Unfortunately, when it's uh, a home, when it's a blended home and something is missing, you tend to, unfortunately focus your attention and your ire on the things that aren't going as well as they could, and maybe not appreciating the things that, uh, that are going well. So the end result was a, a relationship that, uh, you know, produced wonderful children who have made us incredibly proud, uh, but, but a lot of conflict uh, within the relationship um, and, and ultimately the dissolution of the, the relationship itself.
Okay. Now, with that, you mentioned that there were some some residual issues from your youth growing up, and those had impacted you and and affected the way that you made decisions. Did that affect any other portions of your own personality and your own mental well being? Yeah, in 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 ways some good and some bad, right? So uh, having tasted fame and uh, and and put myself out there. Um, at an early age, I, I developed a taste for being in the limelight, which is why I ended up starting multiple companies and being a CEO and, uh, and being pretty, uh, pretty active in, 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 you know, if, if you look at my, uh, my, the last 20 some odd years of my life, I've put myself out there repeatedly, um, in support of things I'm passionate about, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, social activism or, or, or other areas of my life. Um, and, and I've done that uh, because I, I think on, on one level, I, I appreciate that it takes um, courage and the willingness to risk perhaps being embarrassed, um, but that that's how oftentimes big things happen. Uh, people being willing to put themselves on, on uh, you know, to, to reach beyond the, 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 the comfortable and the easy is how big things get done. And so I think I did have the benefit of uh, my years as a singer and, and, and the experience of having put myself out there, tried and succeeded, that led me to a career in business uh, and a career where in addition to being active in the business world, I also repeatedly uh, found myself advocating for, for policies that I, I care deeply about, whether it's uh, immigration reform or fair wages um, in, in very public forums. I found myself at the age okay. of 33 standing in front of the White House, speaking to the White House press um, on, behalf of, uh, on behalf of the Obama administration on the issue of taxation, which is, you know, it's, un, it's unthinkable. It was 20 years, a little over 20 years after coming to this country, uh, you know, with, with parents that had very, very little. And there I was standing uh, in front of the White House with the uh, cameras running uh, with uh, Abigail Disney uh, the niece of Walt Disney standing behind me. Um, it, it, it's surreal, right? And, uh, sure. and, 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 and it takes a certain kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, the ability to suspend disbelief uh, to, sure. to put yourself out there. Um, and, and, and I did those things, and I'm, I'm proud of those things. Um, at the same time, the extent of impact that I wanted to have, um, it, it turned out after the fact, as I look back, you know, eight and 10 years later, that I wasn't quite having the impact I wanted to have, which is why, why I ultimately decided more recently to leave my last startup and start a love company uh, because it felt like I, I was falling short of my goals. Uh, my goal at, at, at some point in my career stopped being about maximizing my own uh, return on investment uh, and, you know, um, and, and my own stature and became about how do I have an impact? How do I, how do I help people experience lives of more richness and, uh, and, and more, more, more purpose, uh, starting of course with my own kids, myself, but beyond. And, and I, I do think going back to, uh, to my history, uh, that as someone that experienced the highs and lows very early on, I appreciated that, um, you know, th there's an opportunity in this lifetime to have an impact if you choose to lean in and, I chose to lean in and I 
have chosen to lean in over and over again. And I think that um, it's, it's, it's to my, it's, it's to my credit ultimately that despite setbacks and, and pain and embarrassment, um, it's not exactly fun to be 26 years old and have your wife leave you uh, with sure. two little kids. Um, and it was embarrassing. And, and uh, you know, I, I chose to not let those things define me. Um, and I chose to carry on and fight through. And um, that's, that's something I'm very proud of. No, yeah, as well, you should be. Now, I have also listened to another, a couple of other interviews that, that you had done. And, and it, you know, talking about your first marriage there with, with your, when you were left at 26, and there was, sounds like there were some pretty serious things that happened. You know, after the fact, there was restraining orders, there was, uh, you know, flights in the middle of the night. Uh, when I say flights, I mean, getting in the car and getting away yeah. you know, to, to protect yeah. yourself and things like that, you know. So there's things that you've had to overcome there that we're, you know, I, not to try and sugarcoat any of this. There's some pretty serious challenges, you know, uh, that, that come with, you know, uh, some of the things that you've gone through. But where in the line of all of this did you decide that, you know, OK, so uh, I've had this challenge when I was a young man. I've had to overcome this. I've I've had this challenge uh, with my first marriage and and the way that the way that that ended and then the way that it was continued uh, after that with interactions with with your ex-wife and, and so forth moving forward past all this when did you decide that you had to become focused on forward that you had to make things better for yourself your family you know and more what a great question so yeah look when you're in in the moment um as i was um where you know suddenly your your ex is is threatening to take certain you know, actions and harm you or your children physically, uh, you do what you need to do. And, and we did at the time, um, it, it, you know, it was, it was, it, it felt, uh, like an out of body experience, right? I, I, I grew up in a, in a fairly stable home. Uh, of course my parents had their issues, but you know, I, I never experienced anything. Uh, there's never substance abuse or anything of the sort that I experienced firsthand as a child. And I didn't even recognize it. I mean, part of the reason that I uh, ended up in this situation was that I did fail to recognize signs of potential substance abuse in, in who in the person who was my girlfriend at the time, uh, uh, you know, before we were married. And then she had a, a history and uh, and I, I chose to overlook it and chose to, and of course, I was very young and inexperienced. Then you find yourself where you are, uh, where I found myself, where, uh, you know, we, we, we did have to protect ourselves, including... Um, a time where we we had reason to believe that uh, that she was coming to harm us in the middle of the night, and we it was by then me and my uh, and, and Maria, my wife of twenty years, and we uh, uh, put the kids in the car and 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 scurried out of there uh, to 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 find a hotel. It actually was the next day that we that we got a, a restraining order. So yeah, those things are not fun and not pleasant, and I I haven't thought or talked about them very much uh, since. But I'm coming forward and talking about it because ultimately there's nothing to be embarrassed about. I mean, it is not what it is not what life throws in your way uh, that 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 is uh, that that measures you as a person. It's how you respond to those things. Absolutely. And I would say that my my choice for the most part has been to try to be resilient. And when you know, with my little girls, the most important thing in my life was giving them stability and and helping them feel loved and safe and uh, and cherished and appreciated and capable. And, uh, and, and we overcame a lot. I mean, my oldest daughter, Sophia, uh, was diagnosed with some very, very severe learning disabilities. 
uh, that had to do with substance abuse uh, while yeah. during 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 the pregnancy. Uh, and uh, to her unbelievable credit, and Sophia overcame those challenges in in ways that are almost unimaginable. I mean, when she was seven years old and a fresh a, a, a freshman, <laughs> uh, a, a, a first grader, um, we were called into school and told that uh, based on her. Uh, based on how she was doing in school, that there was real reason to believe that she wouldn't learn how to read and that she would need to be moved into a learning disabled class and, and, and basically learn life functions. Uh, and I, mean, I do give Maria and me credit for refusing to accept that laying down. We, we were determined to give her every opportunity. Sure. And, uh, and, and she is an, uh, you know, an incredible inspiration in my life because not only did she run with it with the opportunity we gave her, but she ran with it all the way to a four-year college degree and then joining the Navy after that where she's, she's thriving. Um, so, um, you know, I, I learned from my own daughter, quite frankly, uh, the importance of perseverance and, and the fact that you uh, don't have, you know, don't, don't have uh, uh, to, to look very far. Usually in your near circle, you're going to find people that are very inspiring. You just need to be willing to, to look for it and, and, and lean into the inspiration. And so her inspiration and the inspiration of uh, Elaine, my, my daughter, who was not even two when she was abandoned by her mother, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, that, that, that prompted me to try to be the best, best person I could be and try to improve my own life. So that, that, it played out in multiple ways. It played out professionally in, in my starting multiple businesses. And I, I think I, uh, I, I have to be uh, completely... Um, I have to recognize that it's there, but for the grace of God that my business has had success because I think a lot of people work hard and, and uh, are aspirational as I was, but don't have success. I, I had opportunities, but it was uh, oftentimes thanks to good fortune and good fortune, depending on how you define it, is, is, either, uh, is either good fortune that's earned or good fortune that's granted. And I choose to believe that maybe it was some of both. Sure. Uh, that God graced me and, 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 uh, and my, good, my hard work uh, enabled me to leverage, leverage that grace into some, into, into success. So, but success professionally is not, and not enough in my view. And, and so I, I, I refuse to sort of sit back and say, well, I look at this, I've started this, this, this large company or that large company. And, uh, I, I chose to try to, uh, as, as soon as I could, as soon as I felt that I was in a position to do it, try to create more impact in the world, primarily around, empowering people. And, uh, you know, some of my earlier businesses were in, uh, in, in areas that were um, more conducive to that than others. I mean, my, the majority of my earlier formative years in business were in, in a wholesale distribution company that I co-founded with my brothers and my father. And we distributed magazines and books and DVDs and newspapers. And we had thousands of uh, tens of thousands of customers and thousands of people that were working for us uh, in, in what ultimately be, ended up being 33 states. And a great number of these people were, um, you know, in, in positions where uh, they were working the warehouse or they were making deliveries. These were not, you know, uh, these were blue collar jobs, uh, you know, salt of the earth people. And, and I, uh, I felt a huge degree of responsibility uh, to try to give the people who chose to work for me the opportunity to live their best lives in the way that I could do so. So one example was uh, on an annual basis, we would throw a, a big event uh, and we would, you know, encourage our team to come, you know, to, to dress their, uh, to, to dress in their Sunday best and bring their kids. Uh, and we would, uh, you know, in addition to, to feeding them and, and having live music, et cetera, uh, we, we 
ensure that every family was able to take a family portrait. Uh, and that we, we, as they were leaving, we would give them the portrait uh, uh, you know, in a frame uh, so that they could do something that maybe is you know, so easy when you, 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 you're not thinking twice about whether you could afford a $100 family portrait. But if you're not you know, in, in, in an environment where that's so easy, uh, perhaps we're the only reason that they're going to have you know, 10 or 12 photos on their wall to reflect the, the, the years of their family. These are little things. And I took enormous pride in being able, being able to do that. I took enormous pride in helping, awesome. in, in helping, uh, thank you, in helping uh, felons uh, re-engage in the workforce. Uh, you know, we, we would accept felons uh, to, to come to, you know, our ex-felons to come and work for us because it was very, very difficult for them to find work elsewhere. And we made it a point to pay at least a dollar, if not $2 more than the minimum wage everywhere we went because we, we felt it was so important for people to be able to, you know, if you're working full-time hours, you should be able to live, you know, you should be able to pay your bills, uh, you know, at a, at, a, at a bare minimum. So those things gave me a, a huge amount of satisfaction, more so than the business success itself was being able to touch and impact lives. And, and, and I've carried that with me. I think, you know, uh, as I look back at my career and my life, the thing I'm most proud of is how many friends I have in so many different walks of life. Um, and that I, uh, I think I can look back at my my impact and uh, and measure it in in you know the, the the birth notifications that I get from from the children of people that used to work for me, uh, or or from the fact that I have even on my staff today, I have people that work for me who are children of people that used to work for me, uh, and I take That's enormous nice. pride in that. You should. That's awesome. That's awesome. You, you clearly you've you've fostered a family atmosphere in everything that you've done, and that's that's amazing. Um, I, honestly, you know, having worked in in corporate America for for quite a few years, uh, you know, majority of my life, it, it's kind of interesting to me to, you know, um, at the end of the year, you were lucky to get a ham. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's the way you're treated by most companies, and to see that you know somebody who's running a company had an interest in his employees, the fact that to make sure that their, that family was celebrated. I, that to me is very touching. And I just think that's very cool. So I just, I just want to double down on that, on that statement there. It just. Thank so. you. And, and you know what, I, I would urge if anyone, anyone that's listening is a business owner. Um, I, it's really, really tough to be a business owner. I, I you know, uh, is so many challenges and the competition is, 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 is vigorous and vicious, but uh, taking care of your people is your best way of being successful. And uh, uh, you know, I, I, there's so many interesting things we did to to try to help people feel uh, connected and, and and appreciated, including you know when keeping in mind that a lot of our deliveries were uh, were made by contractors back uh, you know in the in the 80s and 90s, uh, particularly in the 90s. Uh, we actually would give away cars, uh, you know, so so we would obviously identify the employees or or contractors that we felt were most uh, qualified or 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 most deserving. Uh, and on an annual basis, we would give away uh, at least two and usually three cars uh, so that people would be able to essentially continue to work for us, but also continue to take care of their families uh, because awesome. it was through, through this work that they were taking care of their families. And, um, you know, and I look back at, 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 at some of those moments of giving someone, you know, a set of car keys. And, you know, mind you, I wasn't giving anybody, you know, BMWs. These were pickup trucks and, and other vehicles that could be used for work. But to, to see the gratitude uh, and the appreciation, um, mm -hmm. it, 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 it changes your life. I mean, to see, to see the impact you can have on, uh, on a person and, and their ability to feel uh, in control of their own lives, right? And not, 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 not uh, 
tossed uh, there and about by circumstance uh, is, is very empowering. Well, that's fantastic. All right, so Tal, I, I have uh, a couple questions I wanna ask you. These are questions I ask every single guest who's ever been on our show. All right, and they're pretty similar in nature, but here's the first one. Looking back on the entirety of your experience, what is the single greatest lesson that you have learned? The single greatest lesson I've learned is that if you are going to do life well, you're going to constantly try to put yourself in other people's shoes. And, and if you're a person who um, is going to have a chance at looking back at your life and, and not view it from the prism of what did I accomplish for me and mine, but maybe more broadly, what was my impact on the world? It is only through empathetically trying to see the world through the eyes of other people that uh, you're going to uh, be able to experience a sense of having done something on this planet that um, that that it, that has left a mark beyond you know what you've left on your own kids. So that that would be it. I mean, I, I've I've tried really really hard throughout my life to be empathetic and to uh, recognize that my own experience, whatever my reality is, uh, is not the reality of uh, even someone standing in the same room with me. Uh, we, we all come through, uh, we, we all get to where we get to through uh, different paths. And um, many of these paths are uh, riddled with, 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 with trauma, uh, and, and suffering and pain. Uh, and for that reason, it is the right thing to do to try to pause and, uh, you know, before putting yourself and, and your needs and your priorities first, to try to factor in what might be uh, driving the person that you're talking to or the person who is uh, in the trenches with you or the person that uh, is asking something of you uh, to to be to to be in the position they're in. Um, it's it's a lot easier to be all about the self in terms of you know makes makes it, it simplifies your decision making a great deal, but it also makes life substantially less worth living in my view. So um, that's my best answer for that. I hope that made sense. No, I did. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. All right. So here's, here's the second question. Pretty similar in nature. Looking back over the entirety of your experience, what was the single greatest piece of advice that you were given? You know, I, I'm going to say the single greatest piece of advice I was given as was actually given to me within the last year. Uh, and it was about forgiving. Um, a person that is very close to me for, for some of the pain that I've experienced in my life. Um, and it was not about, um, you know, forgive because, you know, um, that person deserves it or doesn't deserve it. It was not about, you know, forgive because um, uh, God expects you to forgive or doesn't expect you to forgive. It was about finding peace within me. And, um, and I think that, you know, we 
live life often challenged by so many things and um, we find it so difficult to recognize the uh, the opportunities we have to let go of things that are weighing us down. So we we all have a you know maybe a best a good a good analogy or an illustration is a backpack on our backs, and in that backpack we put whatever we want to put, um, and we carry whatever we want to carry, um, and oftentimes we carry we carry a lot of hurts, and we carry a lot of anger and regret, and the sooner uh, you recognize that many of these things are holding you back uh, and begin to release and begin to, you know, empty the backpack, the sooner you're going to live a life that's closer to the life that, you know, you, you that's closer to your potential. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and that's wonderful that you got that advice. I think many times we're not fully in recognition of the fact that forgiveness isn't about the other person. It's, it's, it's for you forgiveness allows you to be able to, like you said, to find that peace. It allows you to be able to move forward with your life because again, you're no longer carrying that weight on your back. Right. So uh, yeah, that's, that's beautiful advice. And uh, I, I, I hope really that more people learn that lesson and are able to help carry themselves forward with it. Well, you know, one, one of the things that we are attempting to do now with, with my new startup, Our.Love, which is a relationship and, and uh, uh, love and wellness company to try to help people love the person they're with, uh, is to help people recognize these things, right? We, we oftentimes within our relationships carry the most amount of trauma. Some of that trauma is caused by the relationship. Most of it is not. Oftentimes it's just carried in because we, we come into the relationship with everything that, that, that we've experienced in our lives. And right. often we don't, we lack the skills and we lack the vocabulary to, uh, to both be a partner to our significant other, that is uh, a partner that helps them lighten their load. Uh, and oftentimes we don't help ourselves lighten our own load. And so a lot of the, the skills and, 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 and benefits of, of our app, which is you know, sort of a gamified world where people can uh, both practice some really good skills and also have some fun with their partner, they are about helping, um, helping people appreciate the power of forgiveness, the, the importance of accountability, uh, how important it is to be appreciative, what it means to support, right? So all of these things that, you know, we sort of think we know what they mean or how to practice them, but here's reality. Most of us practice them very, very imperfectly. Uh, and, you know, maybe perfection is a, is a tall order, but we can certainly do them a lot better. And, and it does begin with the, it does begin with the individual, right? Any person can choose to um, improve how they go about living their lives, regardless of whether their partner is choosing the same thing or, or other people in their lives are. It obviously helps and makes things a lot better when your partner is, is walking, you know, uh, side by side with you through these changes, which oftentimes requires you to be healthy enough uh, to recognize what you need to be doing right. about uh, uh, to improve yourself and your own life ahead of doing what many of us are so good at, which is pointing out to other people what they ought to be doing, right? Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's, this is why I feel at this point in my life, having, you know, um, having raised amazing children and, uh, and, and met so many wonderful people and, and had some success, you know, this, this startup is, is ideally, if, I, if I'm successful, it's going to be about empowering 
millions and millions of people to A, be healthier in their relationship with their significant other, but then pass that on, right? Because the children that, 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 are, that maybe grow up in, in a household where parents are better able to support each other and be more loving towards one another and be more respectful, uh, those children are going to carry that on as well. So my yes. hope is that my, my ultimate legacy, if I'm successful, is, 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 um, is a product or technology that helps people love more and better and, and uh, be more caring and more kind. That's fantastic. All right. So, Tal, tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your company, what, what you've got going on. Sure. So, uh, so you can find out more about me at my, my namesake, talzlotnitsky.com, T-A-L-Z-L-O-T-N-I-T-S-K-Y.com. To find out about Our.Love, which is our new startup, I'm very, very proud of the team we've assembled at Our Love. It's an incredible team of professionals, including some amazing scientists and amazing computer engineers and business people uh, that have come together to create this exciting new product. Go to Our.Love hour.love, not.com, hour.love. You can also go to the app store and download hour.love at both, uh, both the iOS store and on the Android store. We'd love your feedback and, and, uh, and uh, obviously tell your friends. And if, if you, uh, you're obviously also welcome to follow me on social media, um, either on Twitter, uh, which is TJ's mind, T-J-S-M-I-N-D, um, uh, or uh, on Instagram, which is my full name, Tal J. Zlotnitsky. All right. Very good. We'll put all that down in the show notes down below and put links down there for people to be able to find these uh, so that they can hopefully uh, work out any issues that they're having. And it, it sounds like, you know, this is a fantastic thing. Anything that we can do to help improve people's lives where they can, you know, especially over the last couple of years, we all need a little bit more grace and a little bit more love. Things have been a little difficult for people for sure. For sure. And, you know, love is this incredible resource and it's underutilized. I mean, as I, as I uh, started down this path, one of the things that sort of got me going uh, was this recognition that of all the things that uh, we as a civilization, we as a society here in the United States appreciate uh, that bring us together, uh, maybe none bring us closer to each other than love because we all want to love more and better and we all want to be loved more and better. We all want our children to be loved and we all want to love our children. Um, and we are so divided. It's one of the things that has you know, caused me, and I, I had mentioned before that I, uh, I felt ultimately that I had failed in, in my effort to, 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 in whatever, to whatever extent I could make the world a better place um, in, in my political activism. Uh, you know, ultimately, it doesn't matter which side you're on. I think I think one, one, one thing that's clear is that we are not enough on uh, on each other's side, right? We 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 should be on the side of America and Americans and 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 uh, and, and brotherhood and sisterhood and camaraderie. And I believe love is a path towards that because you know we seem to be talking past each other. Uh, we seem to be very unkind uh, in in how uh, how we we treat each other and how much respect we have for each other. And I believe that love starting in the home uh, and then channeling out of the home is hopefully a way to bring us closer together, which is why I actually made the decision to leave my last company and start this company. And I've been thinking about it and contemplating it. But the final decision was kind of in, in, the, in the aftermath of what happened on January 6th, because I really felt it doesn't matter which side you're on. Uh, we need to be on each other's side. We need to be in this together. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the showing of love doesn't have a side. So that's, that's, right. that's, that's the perfect way to look that. at it. So, 
Uh, Tal, thank you so much for, for, for coming on the show today. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And, and thank you for uh, helping to share a resource that can help people improve their lives. It's very much appreciated. Tim, it's such a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. All right, guys. Uh, you can find all that information down in the show notes, and you'll be able to, to uh, follow him not only on social media, but also take a look at the app that he has, has developed. So go check that out. And of course, he is looking for feedback. So make sure you give him some, some good feedback as well. All right, guys, that's going to conclude us today for Focused on Forward. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused on Forward. To be a guest of Focused on Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at podcastfof, through our Facebook page named Focused on Forward, or through email focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe, be kind, and be loving to one another as you stay focused on forward.